Hi, it's David Poland, and this is the hot button number 17, Warner's is lying. Is it to the industry or to themselves? I wasn't planning on picking up this cudgel today, but after reading Pamela McClintock's piece on Project Popcorn, a.k.a. Kylar's Folly, I must. But I will keep it quick, and I'll keep it as simple as I can. I appreciate Ms. McClintock and The Hollywood Reporter trying to be more honest than some have been about the results of the financial fiasco, starting with their headline, Project Popcorn, Warner Media's box office HBO Max experiment gets mixed results. And I will stand down about the attempt to make the project look better by using worldwide results, even though the domestic results were dismal and would have been just as dismal by normal standards, even without Kyler's Folly, delivering just 7.5 million new subs in America in the last nine months and a similar number internationally, even though the service is expanding across the globe. I should point out that six days ago, the company said the worldwide number rose thanks to strong international and ad-supported subscriber growth. No mention of movies, but now they want to give all the credit to the movies as they that they trashed by throwing them on HBO Max. Sorry, getting a little long-winded again. What set me off was his quote from Anne Sarnoff near the end of the story. And she said, And no great surprise, the ones we're putting in theaters are the ones we think will work. It's not just about budget size, it's also about genre and the behavioral patterns of people, Sarnoff says. I would love to put dramas and comedies on the biggest screen possible. It's just right now they are opening. Honestly, they weren't opening pre-COVID either. And I assume she meant aren't opening in that next to last sentence. That they aren't opening now and they weren't opening then. Uh, I know everybody and their mothers believes this spin. It's all set in their minds. Dramas and comedies are all over in theatrical. Run for the Netflix and chill. But this is a mythology. And nowhere more so than Warner Brothers. Let's go back to those halcyon days of 2019. 102 domestic releases grossed over $20 million at the domestic box office. 58 were action, animation, or IP-driven. 44 of these films were dramas or comedies. Not shockingly, the former grossed $8.2 billion domestic, and the latter grossed only two, only <laughs> $2.5 billion domestic. Now, it won't shock you that $4.3 billion of that $8.2 billion was made by just nine films. Three Marvels, one DC, one Star Wars, and four originating in Disney's animation divisions, Those two of those four were live or live-ish remakes of animated films. Remove that layer of outsized, in every way, movies, and the balance is 49 action animation IP movies to 44 dramas and comedies, and 3.9 billion in domestic revenue to 2.5 billion domestic revenue. Not quite as dramatic a spread. But let's look specifically at Warner Brothers. Every one of their films in the IP action animation category was a sequel or reboots or spinoff. Joker, It It Chapter 2, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, Shazam, Godzilla King of the Monsters, The Lego Movie 2, Annabelle Comes Home, The Curse of La Lorna, Doctor Sleep, and Shaft. Ten films out of the 85, or excuse me, ten films out of the 58 that fit in that category. About one out of every six in the market. Now, what did Warners do with the dramatic and comedy category? Of the 44 films released in those categories that grossed over $20 million domestically, they made three. Three. Universal made seven. Fox made six. Sony made five. Even Paramount released four. But Warner Brothers made three. And there's one more category to consider, one we don't often talk about, major studio releases that didn't make it to $20 million domestic. There were 16 of those in 2019. Want to guess which studio led in that category? Universal, Fox, and Disney had one each. Disney's was their nature film. Studio Dependence, Focus, had five. And Screen Gems had one. And Warner Brothers had seven. 
Seven, The Good Liar, The Kitchen, Blinded by the Light, Motherless Brooklyn, The Goldfinch, The Sun is Also a Star, and Western Stars. No other studio had less success in the middle or more failure at the bottom. But Miss Sarnoff's answer is not to improve the choices of films made by Toby Emmerich or to explain that Josh Goldstein hasn't really had the opportunity to up the level of marketing under the, the same these circumstances of COVID after Blair Rich exited last November, November 2020. But he will next year, just you wait. But rather, she decides to throw comedy and drama to the curb. And may I point out, the top 10 drama comedies did $2.25 billion worldwide, three of them north of $300 million, and one of them was Knives Out, which Netflix has now bet a ton on moving forward, but not at Warner Brothers. So like throwing your entire slate of 2021 movies into an unknown financial dynamic that has delivered just one opening over $31 million and none over $41 million and cost losses of well over half a billion dollars, just throw away the part you're failing at because you don't really know this part of the industry. It's their fault. It's those genres' faults. Consider the media to cover your, oh, excuse me, convince the media to cover your ass. Rinse and repeat. <sighs> I told you I'd be brief, so I'm going to stop. I have nothing against Ann Sarnoff or Jason Kylar. I wish them well. I certainly wish Warner Brothers well. But getting spin printed in the paper doesn't make it truth. The truth may be hard. Mistakes have been made. But they rarely disappear for the long haul. At least not at this level, because the next boss will be highlighting them as their slow start needs some explaining. And so it goes. See you next time.